Do not what you can do for your podcast, but do what you can do for your podcast. High Mystery. You and your Bigfoot make your way out of the <gasps> thick of the forest to the edge of a cliff. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like continuing. Like Rob's <laughs> little narratives are continuing at this point. You can see civilization in the far distance, but are not sure how to get there. Even by foot, it would take at least a day to trek. But it all seems hopeless because there is no way to make it down into the valley from where you stand. Not even with your Bigfoot friend's strength? Right? He could carry me for sure. <laughs> You look at the Bigfoot and point with your finger to the town in the distance. He understands your intention and takes the lead. Mm. It must be time for another episode of My Mystery! Oh, shit. Uh (laughs) What'd you do? (laughs) Rob's been hiding us from our audience at this point. Hey, everybody. (laughs) We we did start the episode a couple minutes ago, if you're watching on Twitch. (laughs) The audio was there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody, everybody's all caught up. <laughs> this is a podcast where we smoke weed and we talk about mysteries. That's going to be what we do today. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's guys, don't worry. We'll get to it because we have to do introduction first. I'm so, Robert. I, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. High Mystery the Musical's next week, right? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Once, once we write it. <laughs> <laughs> the entirely improvised musical. Uh-huh. So uh, I've got a blunt here. It's packed with Colin's uh, Pineapple Paradise High Hemp Wrap. Oh. Uh, I don't have this <laughs> strain in this blunt because that didn't have any information Lovely. on it. But I do have this right here in the package. It's Again, uh, it's like, you know, no one knows. You could have just... I could have, but, you know, I felt... What I kind of to be honest with the audience. <laughs> extremely honest. Yeah, extremely <laughs> honest. Look at this hand and this hand. This is where the trick is going to happen. <laughs> this is Evidence uh, by Mendo Perps. It came in the little evidence bag in the nice. Nug Club box. Um, still have yet to get around to smoking it. Um, but it has 25% total cannabinoids. A 22% mm. THC with a 0.012% on the sib. Well, we got evidence <laughs> that you're a stoner, Rob. It's yeah. right there in black and white. There it is. Yep, it was in the evidence bag. I stole it. Uh, I have a baby jeter. Oh, yes, you do. Uh, you know, the the big full-grown jeter's too much. I was going to say, though, like the baby jeter is basically like baby Huey because, like, yes, it's a baby, but it's still going to, like, pack a punch. Yeah, you it's know? true. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It's like a noisy cricket, if okay. you will, for yes. men in black. Uh, I have a Durban poison variety. That's a sativa, if you're not aware. Uh, it's infused with all kinds of goodies, uh, and it brings that THC up to 35.59%. But, Dang. yeah, that is a high number. There's something interesting on this that I have never noticed oh. before, mm-hmm. and it says... And maybe somebody has really good close-up vision. Rob's got his glasses on. I'll take a look if he can. Yeah. I think it says five minutes burn time. Oh, yeah. It's... uh, Does it say five minutes each? Minutes. Yeah, EA. 
five each. minutes each. So five okay. minutes each joint. So I'm actually going to test that today. I'm actually going to put on my timer. And you can follow along too. <laughs> yeah, right? and I'm going to find out if it actually burns for the proper five minutes, okay. like it says. Just because I've never noticed that on any pre-roll packaging. Right, that's quite the claim. Right. Five minutes by yourself or with others? Because well, he's going to do by himself. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying because like you pass that thing around. It smokes a lot faster than if you're smoking it by yourself, I feel. Fair point. And I mean, who knows? Maybe right. today, me by myself, it'll go 10 or 15 or something. But I just figured it'd be a fun little test. Yeah, I mean, sure. hopefully they don't mean like burning like a candle. Like no one in the <laughs> just light it and sit it there about five minutes. What good would that information be? That doesn't serve anybody. <laughs> I will say we've smoked those can of cigars where they're like, oh, this will last you like an hour. Oh, God, no, it's never. Does. That's never, never have I smoked something for an hour. Uh, a single thing? Like even when we smoked that... Uh, that tie stick. I thought you were going to mention the $500 blunt. That, was that not also a tie stick? It was not a tie stick. Oh, okay. That was a fucking stogie. Yeah. That was a proper stoke. Yeah, you we know? smoked that what, at like Christmas break with like. I can't remember what the occasion people? was, but there was like five to seven people on it. I know at least five dedicated smokers. Yeah. And like a couple moonlighters that were yeah. just like, I'll take a hit, yeah, but I'm not in for the A couple people dropped out real fast. Yeah. But, uh, Celebrity hit. <laughs> that lasted a minimum of 45 minutes. Wow. I can't remember if it was longer, but it, I know it was at least 45. So. Yeah, it was a struggle. <laughs> a struggle I want to do again. But. Also, can I have that job? The person who like has to smoke something to themselves and time it and be like, okay, this is how long it takes. <laughs> <laughs> we got too stoned, <laughs> forgot to press stop on the thing. I think gotta it was like it five again. minutes. Uh, <laughs> gotta, gotta do it again. Good thing they keep me well supplied. That does sound like a dream job. Right. <laughs> um, I got just the cricket. It's not noisy. It's just oh. a cricket. <laughs> the sticky stub. Uh, it's got that sleepwalker. 21.102% THC. In a pinch, you could feed it to your reptile. That's Here true. we go. We're putting our blunts together. We hope you touch tips. <laughs> And smoke a blunt with us, or a bowl, or whatever you got going on. And if you can't, just try and get in that stoner mindset with us. You know, just relax, feel good, feel like you're on top of the world. Maybe laugh at something random. Yeah, get a little giggly, <laughs> little silly butts. All right, guys, I brought in a mystery, and I think you know what it is. The one we've been working on for a month? <laughs> yes. The one we'll be continuing to work on for a couple more months. What? Right, it was seven more. episodes, right? It's so seven least... parts, and this oh, is only Lord. part three. <laughs> and it takes, what, you do like maybe one or two? One every three weeks, so, you know, you do the math. All right, guys, it's part three of the JFK assassination. Today we will be focusing on the trial of the in the assassination of JFK. So now the that quote we unquote trial because there's no one there to defend himself. There's no other like no no information. No no no, no no no. This is a legitimate trial of people that were on. That know, were suspects. Yeah, suspects. Oh, okay. It's the only trial to date, but. Uh, now that we have a clear understanding of what happened to JFK, and so a, clear, <laughs> crystal, crystal, and a vague understanding on Lee Harvey Oswald's role in the assassination, 
Let's move on to the conspirators, a.k.a. Yeah. them folks on the grassy knoll. Yeah. What? For and those the of, bank, right? <laughs> what's that? And the bank? Wasn't there like a uh, whole yeah, other building? In the Daltex building, if you What about the subterranean team? <laughs> the ones in the yeah. sewer? Yeah. The so sewer people? Who were lizard people. <laughs> or gator people. <laughs> but uh, for those of you that need a bit of refreshing in parts one and two, uh, allow me to briefly summarize. And wait, wait. Should Tristan and I try to real quick? <laughs> well, brief it's gonna th be. This, this one's going to be extremely brief. So, In part one, JFK, blown away. What else do I have to say? Oh, he's rhyming with the <laughs> He's using Billy Joel lyrics. In part two, Lee Harvey Oswald, gone too soon, in that he was the only person that had information that could have identified possible co-conspirators. Right, that's where you talked about him being your hero, right? Not me, Somebody, the person that I'm talking about said that he could possibly have been a hero. You sure? Because I, I seem to remember you being like, I, Robert Friend, uh, Harvey Oswald is a hero. Yeah. Of sound mind and body. <laughs> so, What's this signed document saying <laughs> that? The, in the, your blood. Yes. <laughs> so in part two, I mentioned ever so briefly on Clay Shaw and his trial in the assassination of JFK. To date, it is the only trial held for the assassination of JFK. A little background on Jim Garrison. What do you even like call that trial? Is it the state versus Lee, ha Lee Harvey Oswald, or is it? It has nothing, dick all nothing to do with Lee Harvey Oswald himself. Because he's already dead at this he's point. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, Justice has been served. You know right? what I mean? Like, who who is taking a case against who? Well, the, Jim Garrison, it was uh, New Orleans DA. He believed that the assassination of JFK was an orchestrated effort by the CIA. Why is the guy from Louisiana in on this? Right? This is where it gets fun. Uh... On November 22nd, 1963, the day Kennedy was assassinated, Two New Orleans residents, Guy Bannister and Jack Martin. Guy Bannister and Jack Martin sound like made-up names. Jack Martin does not look like he's doing well. <laughs> Jack Martin does indeed look rough. <laughs> he's had a rough go of it. They were in a fight that ended with Bannister <coughs> pistol-whipping Martin. So this is after he got pistol whipped. Uh, maybe it's is possible. It it, maybe not right after. So they're in a fight? Where they're in a happens. fight. This is the day of the assassination on JFK. When they're in the fight. They're, when they're in the fight and they're in New Orleans. Well, so that's far away from... It's very, very far away. It's far away from Texas. So far. Martin went on to tell authorities that Bannister had been in the company of David Ferry. David Ferry? A third... Well, a third, third man, man, okay, whom may have been involved in the assassination of Kennedy. Ferry, it's a big bay. It's a, right. it's a big may have. Yeah. Uh, Ferry knew Oswald back when both men served together in the New Orleans Civil Air Patrol. I was in the CAP. Really? Is that yeah. like... It's like the ROTC, but for the okay. Air Force. Okay. So you go on weekends, do some training exercises, mm -hmm. do some like uh, workouts and stuff like that? Yeah. For us, it was like almost every day after school, we'd go to the Air Force base and we'd learn stuff. We did like aeronautics. We learned how to like 
scout to like help find people. We learned how to like do rocket stuff. We did, uh, they sent us to like air shows where we would do like basically security work and stuff. But this was all, I was like maybe in the seventh grade doing yeah. security, you know, <laughs> detail security, whatever at air yeah. shows. Like it's so dumb. <laughs> well, this is a picture of David Ferry and Lee Harvey Oswald are in that picture. I guess they're working on some bullshit. Um, hey guys, get over here. I got some bullshit. <laughs> got some right? bullshit. We're going to take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> he believed that Ferry was supposed to be Oswald's getaway pilot. Ferry had driven to Dallas the night before the assassination. According to Ferry, it was to research <laughs> the business opportunity <coughs> on the feasibility and possibility of opening an ice skating rink in New Orleans. Okay. So they drove down to Dallas to see if it was feasible and possible to build an ice skating rink in New Orleans. The night before. The night before the assassination. Definitely seems odd. Right? Drive all the way out to Dallas just to do this. And so why not just do it in Louisiana right? to see if it works in Louisiana? I mean, at this point, it's just happenstance, though, right? Like, what connects the dots? Did they give Lee a, a rifle, or well, it, did they definitely see each other? Did they definitely hang out? Although we will do, we will Whoa. definitely get into that. Oh, so this information reached Garrison, who quickly arrested Ferry and Martin on November twenty fifth. Martin told the FBI that Ferry might have hypnotized Oswald into assassinating the president. Okay. Now, <laughs> obviously, follow-up question immediately. Is he a well-known hypnotizer? Has he hypnotized before? <laughs> well, no, but he does have a pocket watch. I mean... <laughs> you didn't mention the pocket watch, Rob. The I mean, it's possible that the FBI hypnotized Oswald. He, okay. That's all he's saying is that he thinks the FBI did it, not that he himself did. Oh, wait, so the guy who went and visited is saying that? Yeah, Martin told the FBI, <laughs> oh, wait, that Ferry might have been hypnotized. That Ferry, oh, yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, no, you're right. Help me. Yeah, no, no, no. Martin told the FBI that Ferry might have hypnotized Oswald into assassinating the president. Okay, so these two guys who traveled together under the, the yeah, ice rink right. story yeah. are, one is turning on the other, essentially. Or one is hypnotizing the other to murder one of the guys is hypnotizing oswald mm -hmm. and the other guy is telling the fbi yeah I, Os <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes yes oswald was already in dallas so right yeah right but these two guys yeah. traveled there. yeah they're traveling one of them was a good hypnotizer hypnotized him the other guy was like i saw him hypnotized i'll tell you <laughs> the FBI guys. he tried to hypnotize both of us but i guess i'm just not hypnotizable <laughs> So the FBI interviewed Ferry twice on these allegations, as well as many other allegations, but uh, without enough evidence, set Ferry free. However, a later investigation <coughs> would conclude that the FBI's overall investigation was not thorough. Whoa. Surprise, surprise. Right? Three years later, Garrison re-examined the Kennedy assassination. Unfortunately, Bannister had died two years earlier of a heart attack, so he went back to Martin, 
whom told him that Bannister and his associates were gunrunners supplying anti-Castro Cubans with weapons. Under whose order? The FBI's or? Just under anti-Castro Cubans. They're just like, hey, we got to, I imagine the CIA. Okay. Yeah. I got a little update for you. The baby Jeter has burned for eight minutes and 45 seconds. Hey-o. Okay. So at least for my personal smoking, and I got to say, I probably chief harder than the average pan. I would would say so. Uh, That's, you know, I was chiefing pretty good. I wasn't trying to go slow on that by any means. So I think uh, that's that's pretty good if they're gonna, you know, stay five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely are meeting their claim. I think. I think even if you were passing it around, it would last the five minutes. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so <laughs> I just felt like that was, uh, you know, I finished the Jeter, so I felt she like needed I to be share. said. Yes. No, Otherwise, no. I might forget. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, all that information uh, led Garrison to believe that. Ferry, Bannister, and a person named Clay Shaw were part of a conspiracy with the CIA to kill President Kennedy. So the FBI is essentially investigating the CIA at that point, though. Yeah. And we all know they're kind of on the same team. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't... I think the CIA is... Personally, I think the CIA is their own... Thing. They do what they want, how Here's, they want, regardless of sure. Here's my question: the though. U.S. or anything. Like, when they show up on the scene, whose scene is it? I yeah, think CIA pulls rank on everything. You just think so? I feel like the people who run CIA run most of everything. Mm, I don't. I don't honestly know. Yeah, I've, so they're they're both G-men. <laughs> maybe google can tell us. uh but yeah i would think the fbi would oversee that because well it's the federal bureau yeah that's for the fbi and then the uh central intelligence or yeah intelligence agency i feel like yeah they <clears throat> they would still try to pull rank or whatever yeah i don't know i don't know who does google say does google know yeah, who's more important? <laughs> I'm trying to find it for you. Well, I will say that Garrison believed um, the three of them conspired against Oswald to set him up as a patsy. So news of this broke out on the 17th of February, 1967. Less than a week later, on February 22nd, Ferry, Garrison's chief suspect, was found dead in his apartment from a brain aneurysm. Oh, God. Interesting. However, Garrison suspected that Ferry had been murdered. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's like the typical thing. Even when you said that guy died of a heart attack, I was like, yeah, a heart heart attack. attack. Because it's so easy to just like, you know, we see it in movies and it's because it's a thing. The spy comes in, they inject something into like the neck or whatever, causes a heart attack, causes a brain aneurysm, whatever it is, and they're out. Like all you need to do is just uh, inject, you know, a lump of air into the bloodstream, done. (laughs) That's true, you don't even need like... Yeah, just a little bit of air in your fucking, that goes, that air bubble goes to your heart, you get a heart arrhythmia, brain, brain aneurysm. That'll fuck you up. Come on, Air. I thought you were our friend. (laughs) What are you doing to me, Air? According to Garrison, 
The day news of the investigation broke, Ferry called Garrison's aide, Lou Ivon, and told him he was a dead man. Oh. With Ferry and Bannister both dead, Garrison began focusing on Clay Shaw. Clay Shaw? Oh, was he like a TV personnel or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, Shaw was the director of the International Trademark in New Orleans. And he got his photos done at Sears. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could tell from the photo, but he is smoking. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> Yes, he's holding a cigarette, a lit cigarette. I think he's cooler now. Right? I kind of want to be more like him. <laughs> <laughs> the original Don Draper right there. Oh, and starts wearing suits. And <laughs> <laughs> so he was arrested on March 1st, 1967, as being part of a conspiracy in the assassination of JFK. Okay. Garrison believed that Clay Shaw and Clay Bertrand were, uh, a per he was a person of interest in the Warren Report, were one in the same. Okay. Just different last names. He was like, you can know I'm Clay, but let's switch up the last name. <laughs> so the reason why Clay Bertrand is a person of suspect in the Warren Report. New Orleans attorney Dean Andrews oh. <laughs> testified to the Warren Commission that while being hospitalized with pneumonia, he received a phone call from a man claiming to be Clay Bertrand the day after the assassination, asking him to fly to Dallas to represent Oswald. Huh. According to FBI reports, <clears throat> Andrews told them that this conversation with Clay Bertrand was a figment of his own imagination. Oh. What? Yes. This is the pneumonia talking. Right? I mean, that could be, right? You know? <laughs> but... Andrews testified to the Warren Commission that the only reason he told the FBI this was because the FBI were harassing him. Oh. Garrison said that after conducting a long search of the French Quarter, his staff was informed by a bartender at the tavern Cosimo's <laughs> that Clay Bertrand was an alias Clay Shaw used. Okay. According to Garrison, the bartender felt as though that information was no big secret. And Garrison and his men encountered many people that confirmed this information. <laughs> I love the idea that they're just walking around the French Quarter and people are like, yeah, I know him. Yeah, definitely. Are you guys doing two for one margaritas or what? I know that grenade. <laughs> yeah, we're getting hand grenades. Hold on, man. Talk to this guy about Clay. Remember Clay? <laughs> the guy who uses the alias? Yes. You remember Clay. <laughs> you were doing body shots off of him last night. We all thought it was a little bit weird, but it was okay, too. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, likely story. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we know Clay. <laughs> After an exhaustive search, Garrison and his men could not locate anyone actually named Clay Bertrand. Uh, but they could find the original but, Clay? But they knew Clay Shaw, uh. and they say that's just an alias that he used. Clay Shaw. This is weird, you know, that like his alias is basically his name, but just like a different last name. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's like, look, 
He tried multiple aliases is confusing. He tried to do Eric, but then he wasn't like responding to the name enough. Right. <laughs> you know, so he's like, damn, I'm gonna really have to just stick with clay, otherwise it's never gonna work. <laughs> I mean, I look like a clay, I feel like a clay. It's true. I'm just clay. <laughs> just change the spelling of it. Uh, well, Garrison's evidence was presented to a New Orleans grand jury, which a three-judge panel agreed to indict Shaw and ordered him to stand trial. Interesting. The trial began on February 6th, 1969. Garrison's opening statement took 42 minutes in which he told the jury he would prove that Kennedy was shot from multiple locations, that Oswald conspired with Shaw as early as June 1963, five months before the assassination, that Shaw, Oswald, and Ferry traveled to Clinton, Louisiana, where they were observed by a witness that Oswald transported the gun used in the assassination to the book depository, that the shot that killed Kennedy came from a different direction, that Oswald left the book depository in a station wagon driven by another man, and that Shaw received mail under the name Clay Bertrand. Okay. Right? All you got to do is prove all this stuff. Right. Does, does he, yeah, right. Does he also have the same kind of like history that we see with Lee Harvey Oswald, where it's like the CIA recruited him here, there, and everywhere, and like had ties with stuff, this, that, and the other? Because like he's saying he's hypnotizing him or whatever for the CIA, right? Sure. So I'm just wondering if those lines check out the same way they do for Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, we will definitely get into the trial and. God, there's so many fucking people to learn. I know, right? This is, <laughs> I, that's why I tried to with the pictures. Yeah, the pictures. Yeah. I thought about going bouncing back and forth, but I was like, eh, it's just it'd be a little too difficult to just keep on showing you. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that guy with the glasses. Be giving somebody a seizure. Yeah, right. <laughs> Generic white guy one. Generic yeah, exactly. White guy two. Sure. Yeah, but you you have uh, if you look at the image long enough, you might just have an idea of who the guy is. The you. most important takeaway is that these are the interconnected webs uh, that form the spider web of the CIA's control of this essentially. Yeah. 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 And they've got hands extending out from Lee Harvey Oswald is the point. Yeah. Because I can't remember the names. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So during the trial, Garrison had evidence, a fingerprint card containing Shaw's signature and admission to using the alias Clay Bertrand. This evidence... Why would you have that? Hey, listen, guys, I'm getting a statement from everybody. <laughs> Any aliases you have, go ahead and sign the paper. Pass them back to me. Everybody, did you pass in your cards? Did you put your fingerprints on it? Guys, why do I only have eight cards? There are nine of us here. Oh, I didn't do my own card. Sorry. That's my bad. That's my bad, everybody. Like, why would you have a card that says, I say this, I use this alias Signed, Colin Lee Turner. I would never sign something. I mean, it's crazy. But maybe at the time you weren't thinking that you were in any trouble or anything like that. Like, oh yeah, I use that alias sometimes. You know, when I'm when I'm out at the French Quarter saying hi to you know Bob, Jack, and Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to you know, I use Shaw as a straight man, but maybe Bertrand as a a gentleman. A gentleman, <laughs> a a gentleman, gentleman upon town. Oh, a gentleman upon yeah. town. Yeah. 
<laughs> one that walks with a cane and a monocle. And a <laughs> huh. But uh, that evidence was ruled inadmissible because the policeman did not inform Shah of his right to remain silent. Oh, huh. Okay, so he didn't read his Miranda rights and that. Counts. I guess, and yeah, you because know, he was just basically like knocking on his door. Hey, uh, you use that uh, that alias. Right? Can you just sign that? All right, now you have the right to remain, or whatever yeah, okay, the case. Sure. You should be like, look, you don't have to tell me. You have the right to like remain silent. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude. <laughs> I love that there's a way to like, welcome to the police training video, uh, slipping Miranda rights into casual conversation. <laughs> you can't use more than three letter or three words in between the words of the Miranda rights. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So on February 14th, a Dallas deputy sheriff Valentine's Day. Right, testified oh. that immediately after the shooting, he witnessed Oswald jump into a green station wagon with a man with dark complexion. From huh. where? But we know better, right? We yeah. don't know better. We don't know ex Oswald's exact movements after he left the book depository. Oh, we I just see. know that eventually he gets on a bus and travels to, or at least that's, I don't know, from witness testimony, I don't know how you would know that for sure. Huh. Just seems like if he had somebody picking him up in a car, the first thing you do is get out of Texas. Yeah. I don't know. He had to stop off, get his jacket and gun, and maybe the guy ditched him. He's mm. like, shit, I'm wa he's walking around looking for the guy. Sees all the FBI agents yeah. running around the neighborhood looking for people. Yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, it seems weird that he would go back once he was in a car. <laughs> it seems weird that he would go into a fucking movie theater afterwards, too. But yeah, he's a weird guy, you know? If he's just bolting, like if he's just running, it makes more sense to me that but, he ends up going in the movie theater. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think back to when my dad was on the run and he <laughs> ran into a store and started eating grapes. And you know, super casual, you know. Yeah, I mean, he was just being casual. It's because he was so bold to be casual. He thought, oh well, I'll just be casual, man walking about town. They're not clearly gonna wouldn't be me. this guy stopping to eat grapes, right? It can't be this guy. We need to look for somebody running about, sweating profusely, right. you know, shotgun in his hand type of thing. So who knows? Who knows what he was thinking? He got off scot free on that one, right? He did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the grapes worked. Yeah. The grapes worked. It's like in the book of, uh, you know, cons or whatever. Yeah, the yeah, grape yeah. technique. You gotta <laughs> go for the grapes. <laughs> I mean, he also, like, I don't know, grabbed a hat off the rack and flipped his jacket inside out. So he, like... Ripped it, some pubes off, <laughs> put some glue on his, <laughs> his face like a mustache. Dedicated father. Grab some scissors <laughs> out of the corner, cut his hair real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another witness, Carolyn Walther, uh, described Oswald in a white shirt, holding a gun, running from the book depository with another man wearing a brown suit coat. Mm. Kind of like that brown suit coat that we saw, Clay. <laughs> Perhaps, maybe, it could be. You know, both wearing brown. <laughs> uh, Garrison's key witness, Perry Russo, testified that he had attended a party held by Ferry, and at the party, he was introduced to Oswald, who, was in, who introduced himself as Leon Oswald. Also at the party was Clay Shaw, whom he identified in the courtroom 
and said he called himself Clem Bertrand. Oh, oh the names. <laughs> he changed the first name. The names continue. Someone was like, dude, you can't stop just going by Clem. <laughs> Clem? <laughs> sure, fine, whatever. He, he, like he was, catch- he caught himself halfway through. I go by Clem. Mm. (laughs) Uh, He said the men discussed killing Kennedy and said the conversation included triangulation of crossfire and alibis for the participants. I'm just picturing like a modern like post 2000s party where like people are just wasted, disgusting. There's like (laughs) loud music and like all this stuff. And then in one little corner tucked away are these three guys in suits in black and white. They're the only thing in black and white. (laughs) And they're like pouring over like plans and like diagrams and like little dioramas of the city. And like somebody eventually breaks over and is like, what's going on over here? (laughs) They're like, get out of here. Get out of here. We're doing something important. (laughs) You know, they're like discussing it and the record like skips for a second. They're like, kill Kennedy. Yeah, what? (laughs) Uh, Okay, going to kick it back to the next track. (laughs) Get ready to dance out there. Let's dressed again. So Garrison's case brought forth several other questionable witnesses like Vernon Bundy, a heroin addict. What? And they had heroin addicts back then. (laughs) (laughs) He was the first, he was a pioneer of heroin addiction. (laughs) Normal, uh, what's it called? Things that doctors gave you back in the day. Oh, yeah. Like, just a plain old dose of heroin. Yeah. Okay. yeah just your medication, heroin. I feel like by, a day. The, by the 70s, they weren't doing that anymore. Sure. <laughs> well, this was 1969, so. Okay. So just before they yeah, stopped yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah, he was, ju- he was the reason why they stopped doing it. Right? He got addicted <laughs> to the medicine. Okay, so how does this heroin addict fit in this? He's just one of the witnesses. He also brought forth Charles Spiesel whom testified that he had repeatedly been hypnotized by government agencies. To be fair, that guy who's addicted to heroin, he's probably like a good painter or something too. Sure, that or maybe that's how they were. he was able to be hypnotized is that he was under so much heroin, he was more susceptible to the <laughs> hypnotizing. Step one of hypnotizing, give him heroin. Yeah. I mean, my point is maybe he wasn't on heroin at all at the time. We've just boiled him down to sure. this heroin. Oh, oh, yeah. Even though he's a complex human being. Yeah. Maybe he was... <laughs> hypnotized to pretend to be a meth addict. He doesn't even do meth, but he was hypnotized into being a meth addict. You mean heroin? Heroin. Yeah. Yeah. Two different ends of the spectrum there. Heroin picks you down, meth picks you up. But I mean, he could have had very easily... (laughs) Could have very easily been just a pot smoker and they were like, that guy's addicted to heroin. He's crazy, you know? That tracks, actually. Like, somebody just who's... He's smoking those jazz cigarettes. He's Mm -hmm. probably got heroin in the neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah, no, that tracks. Okay. Um, Garrison had other witnesses that he was unable to extradite from the states that they had all fled to. Oh. Their state's governor would not honor his extradition requests. Oh. How convenient. Right? Lastly, the testimony of witnesses who placed Shaw, Ferry, and Oswald together in Louisiana the summer before the assassination had been deemed not credible. However, when the House Committee on Assassinations released its final report in 1979, 
It stated that the witnesses were credible and significant and were telling the truth. Okay. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and hard to sort of prove. Right. Um, interesting. On March 1st, 1969, after 54 minutes of deliberation, the jury found Clay Shaw not guilty. Seems quick. Right? Seems like a short trial. Right? <laughs> but I guess there was enough. There wasn't yeah. enough to prove that he was in on it or something, so. I suppose, yeah, not to prove, not without a reasonable doubt, I guess. Either that or somebody made a really good speech. Sure. Do you not see the innocence <laughs> of this man? He's just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> just a little baby boy over there. He's in a diaper. <laughs> Got rosy cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> It works on juries in 1969. <laughs> I mean, I could see someone from the CIA coming in to their, like, whatever, and it's like, I'm part of the CIA, and you all need to do what I say. Maybe he just, like, walks in in the back row, and the judge, like, sees him walk in, and he's like, okay, we're going to have to, that's that's an innocent. <laughs> just starts banging his gavel. That's yeah. innocent. That's innocent right there. Uh, courtroom adjourned. <laughs> The jury's like, wait, what? what? And the defense is like, what just happened, sir? <laughs> uh, the House Committee on Assassination stated in its final report in 1979 that they were inclined to believe that Oswald was in Clinton, Louisiana in the summer of 1963 and that he was in the company of Ferry at the time and possibly Shaw and that witnesses could establish an association between Ferry, Oswald, and Shaw less than three months before the assassination. So so they, they did some independent investigation as they do, and they found people that were witnesses and they could find a link between them all and then they can basically say, yeah, they were in Clinton, Louisiana that summer, whether it be for a day sitting at a diner or a week or a month, who knows. Yeah. And so the private investigation is allowed to do what with that information? Like retry them or like they're just like, look, we proved it. Okay. Nothing really because the governors wouldn't let those witnesses come say it in a court of law. But yeah. During their independent investigation, they were like, well, we went and talked to these people and they said, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, we can't get it in a court of law. And this is 1979, 10 years ten after. Years. Yeah. And by this point, I'm, I think uh, Clay Shaw is dead. Yeah. I think all the other people involved dead. Well, and it's like, you know, people have to have friends, no matter who they are. I mean, I'm, for the most part. <laughs> <They're definitely laughs> Everybody needs a friend. But, like, it could just be that he just simply met with these men. Like, and none of this has you know, to do tracks. with anything other than exactly. just... Sure. There are people that can, you know, say they were at the same party with these guys. Right. There are people that can point, put them in places together. And they were both in the Civil Air Patrol. So, like, I feel like they knew each other pretty right. well. Probably had some early homosexual experiences together. We can and, assume. And the Tristan can corroborate. He wins. <laughs> CAP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. fact that Ferry drove to Dallas the night before the assassination. Just, you know, checking yeah. out ice skating rinks. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, it, it, it all... There's a lot of evidence that would point to other people, not just Oswald, no. is all I'm saying. Here's what I want to know. 
is there an ice skating rink in Dallas? <laughs> or Louisiana. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. for, yeah, for that matter. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure there was. I think the ice skating rinks were all the rage in the okay. se- late 60s. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they were like... Roller skates are the thing of the past. <laughs> <laughs> Forget falling down on hard wood. It's time to bump off of ice. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, now I'm thinking about it, you know, roller skates couldn't have been that big in the uh, 60s. I feel like that's more of a disco era thing, so... And they beca- and it only became big because, like, so much easier to get a roller skating rink than an ice skating rink. You got to maintain like, that shit. I feel like they go back, man, you know, because, like, in the 50s, people were roller skating food to your door. True. Your yeah, that's, I guess that. So yeah. I, f- I feel like they probably had roller, roller rinks. Before ice rinks. Yeah, like, back in the 30s and stuff. At least indoor. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, comment on our YouTube. Right. Yeah. If you are That's a aficionado of rollerblades or roller skates or ice skates for that matter. Yeah, when was the earliest uh, uh, ice skating rink and when was the earliest roller skating rink? When did the first ice skating rink come to New Orleans? <laughs> because if there was already one there, yeah, yeah. it was already proven. They didn't yeah, need right? to go test it out or whatever. Uh, how And at the time... You know, how successful was that Dallas ice skating rink? We got that ice skating rink. <laughs> That's my Cajun uh, opening day. <laughs> the ice skating my rink. question is this, that it's the FBI investigating or holding this court matter, right? Uh, well, it's the DA of New Orleans doing this investigation, doing the trial. It's all him. Okay, so he... Because I was going to say, if the FBI was doing it, wouldn't the states have to do what the FBI No, said? yeah, it's oh, just right. a state, the state against... Other states. Uh, uh, you know, against uh, Clay Shaw, the state versus Clay Shaw or something like that. What I'm saying is then the other states who are yeah, like they, that, we don't want to be... Yeah, the other states, they don't have to comply with that. Okay. You know, they, they have, like, extradition laws in their own states, and it's up to, like... You know the state's governor, and if yeah, if which they, is weird because they're like, yeah, no, I don't want to uh, help figure out what happened to Kennedy. Well, they're saying no, no, we're happy with what's been stated. Right. They're saying yeah. we're happy with the Warren Commission, and it's gonna take like because basically the law <clears throat> is that no, you don't take our guys from our states in your own state. Bullshit. It's the governor that has to over say that. You know, mm-hmm. like to like. Say, oh, okay, yeah, we'll break that. We'll bend that rule this one time. Right. You know, and they're just like, well, I don't want to do that ever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's somebody's life needs to be at stake here in order for me to, you know, I mean, do that bullshit. The, the story of what really happened to the president. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, I mean, if you have nothing to hide, go ahead and dig. Right? Yeah, but then it sets a dangerous precedent that's like, oh, you don't want to go to Georgia. That governor will send your ass to wherever, you know, they well, that should be you. a thing too. You shouldn't want to be like, oh no, if you're on the run, just hop one state over. And you're yeah, there. right. <laughs> I mean, unless like you and all your friends are on for the a ride, trial. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For not, sure. not for you know an arrest, but right. but <laughs> if you have any key witnesses, like mom, go to go to Venezuela real quick, uh, or right. You know, I mean, that's over to Hawaii. That is a thing, though, right? In like Louisiana, with all their like uh, little sub whatever parishes I think they're called like I was told when I was there like if you were on the run from someone in one parish and you made it to another parish that that 
parish couldn't like follow you anymore oh god i don't know when i think of louisiana talking about like people on the run and not being followed and stuff like that it just makes me think of darker times (laughs) (laughs) slave days and things like that yeah yeah that's uh, all the information I have on this particular trial and everything. Like, oh, see, I want to know if these guys have, like, CIA connections or anything like Lee Harvey Oswald did. I feel like um, <clears throat> being that Clay Shaw worked for the New Orleans uh, shipping yards or something like that, director of international trade uh, in New Orleans, I feel like you deal with a lot of you know, federal agencies, whether it be FBI, CIA. Mm-hmm. So that tracks. I feel like his connection to Oswald, who has a connection to CIA, that tracks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's... It's loose. It's, it's like yeah. loose. It's yeah. a loose connection. Gotcha. Yeah. As but, far as, like, being connected to the CIA or whatever, because, like, they could have just been friends or they could have been work buddies or they could have both been spies or double agents. Exactly. Or, you know, I mean, at this time, uh, Julia Child was working <laughs> undercover, too, so it's... I always, that's just, that blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't disclose who you're working for and what kind of information you're giving sure. out. He could just be an informant for the CIA. Different times, different times. It's crazy to think, like, all these, like, um, planned events, if you will, they they tend to use or say they use, like, actors and stuff. So, like, as an actor, Colin, wouldn't it not be crazy if they're, like, one day government comes to you and, like, your acting is just so superb, we need you to go (laughs) undercover. Like, you're going to be given this award. You're going to go to this country. We need you to get some intel. I mean, yeah, if if he was accepting an award in fucking Iraq, or something like that and you're like they come to you they're like hey you know it's pretty crazy that you're getting this award if you could do this one favor for us you'd be saving lives i say let's write this script you know because it sounds like a really fun screenplay especially if it's a comedic actor it's and then you get all like the cool spy equipment that you don't know really how to use you get wrapped up in like taking down some dictator or something i mean it's exact same plot of the interview but well, the interview with uh, James Franco. James Franco, and he, Franco goes and to, he goes to North Korea. No, it wasn't <laughs> And they're like, if you just kill this guy, then you'd be doing us a big no, favor. No, that's not the same. And it's we'll a celebrity that gets him in. <laughs> and it's a comedic take. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> there's two differences. There's, there's subtle. James, James Franco is a leading type. He's not a comedic actor. Sure. <laughs> we love you, Franco. We'll have you on the podcast. He is a comedic actor. <laughs> you know, your highness, you wore that dick around your neck. It's uh, yeah. comedic. Wait, was that him or was that Danny McBride? Who wore the dick? I think I might have been Danny. Didn't they both wear dicks around their neck at one point? Uh, we'll have to watch it again and make sure. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a, a stoner movie uh, marathon. Yeah. Yeah, we already watched Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny last night. That's pretty night. great. Well, guys. You know what's right around the corner? 420? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How crazy is that, guys? It's weird. Yeah. Wow. Almost a year ago, we released High Mystery, the TV show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's uh, a year. Is this the second 420 in uh, quarantine? Yeah. Yeah. This will be, oh, the second in quarantine, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it is coming up. Yeah. In like a month. 
I feel like shops are kind of doing more stuff now than they were in the beginning of quarantine. So like maybe they'll have little events here and there, little gift baggies at a, at a store or something. Yeah, know. I'm sure they'll have some tents. Bless <laughs> me. Um, yeah, but are you guys any more swayed in terms of uh, <laughs> the idea of uh, JFK? You know, not me. that Lee Harvey Oswald did not act alone is all. It's the only thing that I'm trying to put out there in the world. I, I will say, yeah, I believe that Lee Harvey Oswald is not acting alone. Yeah. I don't know yet. Inconclusive. But you're a little more been, on the fence. I haven't seen anything to convince me. So until I'm convinced, I'm still in the not convinced. We at least know he had some friends. Yeah, that's that's all yeah. I know for sure at this point. And I feel like if you're about to assassinate the president, you're going to tell somebody... Like, hey, you know, we both hate Kennedy, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're oh, communists. <laughs> we're communists. <laughs> we're communists. We, we get it. We're, yeah. We like we like Russia. Uh, it also seems like a kind of a convenient narrative, if you will. Like this, like, we're doing this nefarious little plot in the corner of, like, this party. It just seems like a weird narrative to me. I don't know. I mean, yeah, because I, I assume this is all anti-JFK, uh, you know, anti-democracy parties that he's going to. I mean... I imagine they're Communist Party Unless you're parties. saying it was because of the CIA, in which case, aren't they... Right. Sure, but I'm spies saying... Spies pretending to be commies? And then, ultimately, the CIA is the one who doesn't but want that's, Kennedy around? But that's the thing. The CIA could be like, hey, why don't you recruit some people with you to help you assassinate Kennedy, you'll find him at these places. Mm. Yeah. Oh, are also and so here he's posing as a communist. Or even country. if it's like, listen, this is what we need you to do for our country. Find some friends. Exactly. Hmm. And then he just knows, oh, if I gotta find someone to help me kill Kennedy. Seriously. Some commies. Exactly. What a conversation to broach. God, this broccoli is delicious. Have you tried the chicken yet? Oh, it's so good. Do you guys hate our government? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's It seems so, like, TV villainous kind of, like, perfection. The way it's, like... The three of them huddled under one light in a corner of a party. You know, there'd be like some montage or something of yeah. their plans being laid out. Sure. But I mean, you're, if you're talking at a party, maybe you're just talking amongst yourselves, thinking and there's so many people around, nobody listens to us. And then somebody's just by that house plant, like overhearing, like, kill Kennedy, they said. Right. Another script idea. Lee Harvey Oswald is a bumbling idiot. <laughs> and through circumstance, he gets arrested for this thing that he has nothing to do with. Like, he's actually trying to, he's aiming for the people on the grassy knoll. Like, I'm going to stop them from killing Kennedy. Maybe and then he, it just, phew, oh no. <laughs> maybe he even quarrels with the dude at the window who is initially trying to shoot Kennedy, you know, and then that guy gets away. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I just got this job here. You're going to ruin it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be like, uh, I'm thinking like Jojo Rabbit for Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, yeah. No, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> we need a uh, take a. Take a YT. Yeah. Yeah. He'll play Lee Harvey Oswald and he'll make him endearing. See, now we have a movie. <laughs> Plus, he's Rob Zero. 
No, it's, it's, it is interesting to see the other side. Yeah, I was... Still skeptical. I honestly thought that this mystery would be done in an, an episode or two. Oh. But, I mean, I just kept going down more rabbit holes. And I was like, well, I got to talk about all this information. Whole trial with characters and witnesses and whatnot. Yeah. And right. nothing came of it. And, and nobody and arrested. Like, all right, well, we're just going to say this. And then later people are going to be like, yeah, but that was wrong. Look, again, right? there's more evidence that supports it. Oh, ignore it. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We did a trial. It's fine. It's, it's over. Move guys. on. <laughs> the man's dead. Yeah, Don't bring him back to life. involved. It doesn't matter whether or not we conspired against our own president. Guys, <laughs> everybody fine. dies. All right. What's the point of anything? <laughs> yeah, we're, not, we're all nihilists. That's fine. <laughs> Your stomach begins to turn, and the noise is not lost on the Bigfoot. It has been days since your last meal, mm -hmm. though you cannot remember when that was. Mm -hmm. As you follow the large beast through the forest, you try to remember how you ended in the forest in the first place. Your last memory was driving home from work. It was late at night, and there were lights in the sky. Oh, of course. His his odor is like amnesia. It's <laughs> always lights in the fucking sky. That's all for this episode of High Mystery, guys. We did it. It happened. Another one in the can. JFK. <laughs> he did, y'all. Only four more. Only four more <laughs> left. We, okay. We've just seen the top of the iceberg at this yep, point. Yep, we're cresting, if you will. <laughs> I'm at least curious to see... There's four more episodes of information. Yeah, so yeah it's, what the hell else is there to say about this? Right? Right. right we'll see. I mean, yeah. <laughs> For High Mystery, I'm Robert. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. Oh, shit. Thanks so much for listening to us. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.